Praise the Lord. This is Pastor David Moore. And we're going to conclude the four series point of messages that we're teaching. Matter of fact, this will be the fifth one. On why repent. Why is it so important to repent? And we're going to talk about that in the next few studies. We pray and hope that you are encouraged and strengthened to change for the glory of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask you to give us revelation to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. We fully want to comprehend and we fully want to understand the fullness of what you have for us through Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Now, I'm so excited about this next step. Trust me, just because we're ending this series with number five doesn't mean we exhausted the subject of repentance. Amen. There's a lot to be said about this subject. Study, learn, and grow so God can change you. Amen. So we want to talk here uh, and read a couple of scriptures. First, I want to read from the Amplified Translation. And in this particular verse of scripture, we normally uh, tend to speak the negative part of this verse more we do the positive part. But I want to talk about the positive part of this particular sermon, or point, that we want to talk about. So the point, right off the top, what we're going to be talking about is repentance leads us to fullness of life with Christ Jesus. Amen. And we're going to key here on the word fullness for a little bit as we go into this subject. Now, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the Bible states, For the wages which pay, or which sin pays, is death. The King James says, For the wages of sin is death. So I'm reading from the Amplified. But, the bountiful, free gift of God is eternal life in union with Christ Jesus our Lord. If you want the fullness of life that Jesus Christ brings, all you have to do is accept Him by faith. The Bible said He's the door. The way. The only way into heaven is through or in or by Christ Jesus. No other way. And when you enter in through Christ Jesus, eternal life is inedible. Uh, and I hope I pronounced that right. Eternal life <laughs> is the result. Amen. Praise God. It 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 is the way. Jesus is the way. I, I want you to get that in your thinking. Get that in your thought pattern. 
Jesus Christ is the door. Excuse me. He is the way. Amen. The fullness of life with Christ Jesus. You can experience the fullness of life in Christ Jesus. You know, I look at that word fullness and in my dictionary it gives a couple words that jumped off the page of me. So I just wrote them down. Number one, an abundance. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you accept Jesus Christ in your life, you can experience the fullness of abundance. Abundance of joy, abundance of life, abundance of righteousness, abundance of peace in Christ Jesus. You can end up receiving the maximum life sentence through Christ Jesus. How many here wants to experience the maximum sentence, the life sentence in Christ Jesus? I heard a preacher preach this one time. He was talking about Apostle Paul is uh, on parole and he doesn't want out. Why would I want to quit serving God? Why would I want to quit and turn my back on Christ Jesus? You know, to me, it amazes me how many people have uh, quit serving Christ for many different reasons, but they just gave up like it was nothing. But you try to take $5 from them. You try to take $10 from them. See how much they fight to keep their money, but yet they're willing to give up Jesus Christ just like that. That quick because of they'd rather throw Jesus Christ in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ down their drain just, just to accept anger, just to accept offense and bitterness and and sin in their life. It amazes me. And, and and we've all been down that boat. I'm amazed at myself at times when I went down the road, what I call the road of Damascus. I'm telling you, I went down a horrible two-year valley. And I mean two years of offense and bitterness that I had in my heart. And I could justify it. Oh, I could justify it. I didn't go down this road and to the point where I couldn't justify my feelings. I could justify my offense. I could justify my anger toward why I was in this valley and why other people put me here. And how dare you? You know, I could blame the game, boy. I could play the blame game. You know, but God has given me grace, abundance, life in Christ Jesus that I realize I don't want to ever throw that away again. Like I said in this last episode I did, part number four, I talk about when I had open heart surgery and two years 
oh no, excuse me, three years going on, three years since I had an open heart surgery and a heart attack, and how they went into my heart and they opened me up and and uh, cut open my chest cavity and spread it all that apart. The doctor said they were going to do to me, and they put me on a respirator, stopped my heart to check out three arteries that they saw, but the fourth one they found by accident. And they they went in there and did that surgery and bypassed four of them, 280%, 250% blockage in my heart. And you know, when I sit back and I think about that, that blockage, I felt like, I mean, before I had open heart surgery, I, I felt like that I can sleep for hours and, and literally sleep for hours and get up eight, nine, ten hours and still be exhausted. I can sleep for six hours and get up and still be exhausted. No matter what I did, I was just so tired all the time. I mean, I would get up and drink pots and pots of coffee just to have energy. And, you know, and then I started having dizzy spells. And, and I couldn't understand why I would have dizzy spells. And, and, and finally, one day, I, I really had one. I had a... I broke out with sweat. I was dizzy, and I knew something wasn't right. And I called 911, and the ambulance came and took me to the hospital. And sure enough, I had to have open heart surgery. I'll never forget it. It was during nighttime, February. Excuse me, it was not February. It was in October. I remember on the 25th. And I'll tell you something, man. When you experience death and you realize that you you could have went to hell because of the offense that you had in your heart or because of the anger and bitterness that you had in your heart. You know, you think about the things that you could have had. I mean, I could have went to hell because of the anger and the resentment that I had in my heart. I could have gave all of that up for eternity in hell. You know, I was a Christian serving the Lord. I was pastoring and and I thought I was doing good. And the church hit a slump and, and I mean, and the church just stopped, dead cold, stopped. And I got bitter and I got angry. And I got really hurt. I was mad at myself for being a failure. I was mad at, at, at those whom I had in leadership. I was mad at, at my mom. I was mad at God. I was mad at everybody. For two years, I went down this valley. I didn't experience the, the fullness of, of abundance of life in Christ Jesus. See, I was experiencing the opposite of this point. But I want you to get what I'm trying to say. Because it's not a pretty sight. The, 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 the things that I went through in emotion, 
You know, I could have died and went to hell for all of it. Is it worth giving up? Is it worth giving up all of what we have in Christ just because we're mad? To give up in our hearts, to give up on God, to give up everything just because we're bitter? Is it really worth it? You know, you sit back and think about why repentance, why repent. And the first major point that I gave during this series is repentance leads to restoration. See, God wants to restore, forgive, heal, purify. God wants us to humble ourselves and and repent of our sins. But that's the last thing the devil wants us to do. Because he don't want us to experience the fullness of life in Christ Jesus. You think about the opposite of what I'm talking about is death, loneliness, depression, condemnation, guilt, death, not life. Satan wants us to experience death. He wants us to experience condemnation and guilt and shame. But God wants us to experience life in abundance. He wants you to have a life sentence, a maximum life sentence with Him. Spend eternity in heaven. Could you be, could you imagine being in in a in a intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and could you imagine being in a relationship with God all of a sudden offense comes in and you quit serving the Lord you quit serving God because you're angry is it really worth it no it's not worth it God wants us to repent of our sins. He wants us to experience life and restoration in Christ Jesus. Let me read to you some scriptures. And let's just let the word speak to us. Let's just let the word talk to us. You know, when I'm reading here in uh, St. Luke chapter 13 verse 1, the Bible says... There were present at the at that season some that have told him of, of, of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Suppose ye have these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. That's a very interesting statement right there. If you, we all need to come to this realization that we all need to come to God and repent. We all need to experience this fullness of life this fullness of resurrection 
power in Christ Jesus. See, Easter's coming up. Tomorrow, Easter will be here. A lot of people will be ministering Resurrection Sunday. A lot of people are going to be preaching about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection of His grace. The resurrection of life. And we're going to experience that through Christ Jesus. But many are not going to experience it because of offense. Because of bitterness. Because of resentment. Because of the lies of the enemy. But God is telling us to repent. Except ye repent. You know, I was sitting here, I wrote this statement on the side of my Bible, and it says, Just because we use strong words don't mean we're wrong. Just because we don't use strong words don't mean we're wrong. What am I saying? What I'm trying to say is this. You can you can be you can have such eloquent words and preach and have enticing words and be so eloquent in your speech and still be wrong in Christ Jesus. We have to humble ourselves and we need to come to God with the spirit of humility. And we need to repent and keep that connection open with God. As we repent of our sins and as we ask God to forgive us of our sins, we will be forgiven. There's not sin in our lives that will hinder us from receiving the fullness of life. Yes, I know we talk about the sin of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but a lot of people don't realize they haven't done it. They think they have, but they haven't. I'll do a study on that and teach that. But right now, it's not the time. We need to repent of our sins. This is what I'm trying to get you to understand. I don't care who you are in life. I don't care if you're a lawyer, doctor. I don't care if you're a pastor. There are times when we need to repent of our sins. And we need to ask God to forgive us and cleanse us from all sin. Now, I don't claim to be an eloquent preacher. Now, I'm studying the compos- or, uh, dictionaries and, and I'm studying composition and grammar. And I'm learning. And I'm telling you I'm getting better because I'm studying and I'm, and I'm doing my best. But just because I can preach eloquently doesn't make me right. What makes me right is being in Christ Jesus. Asking God to forgive me of my sins. See, I may not be eloquent and I may not be precise with my words. But if the anointing is on me to preach and the anointing's on me to share and you sense the convicting power of God then my job's done. And and a lot of preachers and ministers need to understand the importance of repentance. You can be a well-known preacher and have a very strong personality and 
And you can get out there and win so many souls. And if your heart ain't right with God, where are you going to go? There could be many of us that are not eloquent, not known, share a word from the Lord, and it may not be so eloquent. I've had so many people tell me about me preaching. That, brother, sometimes you get off point. And I try to explain to them that I only preach what I feel in my spirit. And you just got to preach out of your spirit. You just got to let God use you as a vessel. And when you let God use you, people can be restored. People can be healed. Listen, don't run from uh, repentance. Don't be afraid to repent. Don't be afraid to come to God and say, God, forgive me of my sins. Repentance brings fullness of life. Amen. We look in the book of Acts, chapter 11. The Bible says in verse 18, And when they heard those things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Life in Christ Jesus. When you repent of your sins, and you ask Jesus to come into your heart. And you truly repent from your heart. Ask Jesus in by faith. Doesn't matter what type of words that you use. But if you repent from your heart, you're forgiven of your sin. Now some people say that you have to repent and confess out of your mouth the Lord Jesus, and then you got to confess it out loud. Now let me ask you a question. Think about this question. What if you you are a mute and you can't speak? What if you're paralyzed and you can't speak? And you've been, maybe you was uh, living a life of sin, and then you repented, or say before you repented, you had an accident, now you can't talk. But then you go to that person, how can they be saved? The Bible talks about a heart confession, not a head. Not just, there's many people that's repenting, using their mouth, Father forgive me, but don't mean nothing in their heart. I believe that if we confess with our heart, a heartfelt confession, and ask God whether you can talk or not, if you repent of your sins, you can be forgiven. Yes, you can. It's a heart confession, not a religious confession. Amen. When I look at 2 Corinthians chapter 7, the Bible says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Godly repentance worketh salvation, worketh deliverance. When we repent and we truly ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins, we are forgiven. We are forgiven of our sins. You know, it amazes me how many doctrines out there 
And that if a person doesn't repent the certain doctrine way they think they should repent, well, then they begin to say, you ain't saved. Well, how, what made you God, you know? What made you the Lord? You can't tell somebody they're not saved if they repented from their heart. You know, here it says in Revelations, uh, I'm just reading to you some scriptures, but in Revelations chapter 3, verse 19 through 20, the Bible says that as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and will and he with me. Now notice this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man heareth my voice and open the door. And I really believe that when you open your heart to him, the fullness of life will come in. There's going to be a supernatural Holy Ghost change that comes into your heart. So don't be moved by foolish doctrine. Ask Jesus to come in your heart. Make a heart confession, not a head confession. God bless you. Be blessed. and Have a great day.